Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. It's so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. All right, welcome in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness here on The Fan. How are you doing on a Wednesday? It's going to be a fun, fun hour leading up to Rami Makloff and The Rami Show uh, from 3 until 6 this afternoon. And then, of course, Brewers and Padres one more time tonight. Eric Lauer on the mound for the crew as he gets recalled again. I, I, I don't – I haven't asked Plucker this one way or the other, but – I'm just not there on Eric Lauer, man. I I don't. Maybe some. I heard Tim Allen this morning on on Bart Show, and he was on. I don't know. He seemed like he was on forever, a half hour, twenty minutes, half hour, something like that on Bart Show, and he 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 seemingly is on this Eric Lauer bandwagon. I don't think there's many people on the Eric Lauer bandwagon, but I'm just not sold on Eric Lauer at this moment in time, as far as being a guy that you can rely on. Uh, in this rotation going forward. And I, I know he's your last hope, essentially, at this point for uh, the Davies-Trent Grisham trade. And maybe that's why you know people are holding out hope that this dude will do something here. But I maybe he'll show me something tonight where I can latch on and get excited about. Furthermore, Josh Lindblom, can we just be done? Please? Can we just please be done and move on with Josh Lindblom? I mean, he's tried hard. He tried in the offseason to work on spin rate and all this other stuff and working in his backyard or his driveway. And he, he's, he really has tried hard and it's no fault of his or anybody else's, but can we please just be done and move on and, and get a younger arm in there and, and see if, if we have any chance of success with uh, a younger arm or two, or just go pick up a different pitcher and try it. Cause literally at this point now, when Josh Lindblom comes in, you, you know that either a, 
the game's over, and Council has just decided, I'm done, white flag, it's over. If he gives up a ton of runs, it doesn't matter because it's over anyhow, right? So it could be over in either way. It can be either you're up or you're down. But either way, it's over. So he's not even going to pitch in meaningful baseball games probably going forward. So let's just cut the losses, right? Wasn't a great signing when you made it, a free agent signing before last year. Let's just move on. Let's just move on. I know it's guaranteed money, and you still got to pay him for what he's owed, but just enough is enough of Lindblom. So we'll see what Eric Lauer does tonight uh, as I get a little off track there. And then after the last pitch, you make the switch. Tim Allen tonight, Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin uh, post-game show driven by Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove, Wisconsin. Great, affordable, family fun. Go down there, check it out. Roy Henning and those boys do a great job down there putting on a great show. GreatLakesDragaway.com. Uh, and uh, have some fun. Uh, and again, it'll be a little bit cooler this weekend, fifties, uh, sixties this weekend. But still, a lot of fun to be down at Great Lakes Dragway for Memorial Day weekend. It is every year, always fun time down there. I want to get into before we get into the rest of the show. Mike Maxey uh, will be joining us. Uh, those of you longtime listeners of the fan know that Mike Maxey, myself, did the draft show for I don't know, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen years, whatever it was. Uh, together, and he would always come on the show and talk about the NBA draft and so forth. Going to bring him on. Hasn't been on in a while from sportsboys.com. Of course, you can follow him on Twitter uh, as well at Maximum Hoops NBA. Talk about the NBA playoffs uh, and what we've seen so far to this point. He'll join us in about 10 minutes uh, or so. And then we'll hear from Joe Barry, Packers defensive coordinator. Uh, he is speaking right now, and uh, Dan Plucker is rolling on that. So we'll play that back for you coming up around 2.30, 2.35 uh, or so. And then, of course, we'll talk with Rami in the last segment to get ready for his show coming up at three. But I want to briefly just talk about uh, this NFL uh, salary cap situation uh, and what has been agreed upon. The NFL and NFLPA, this is from Dan Graziano of ESPN, have agreed to a salary cap ceiling of $208.2 million per team for the 2022 season. Uh, that doesn't mean that the salary cap will be $208.2 million, just that that's the highest it possibly can be according to the agreement that the NFL team owners approved Wednesday afternoon. It's still possible, according to Graziano, that at least 2022 uh, revenue projections and or 2021 revenue shortfalls could result in a lower cap number. But if the revenue-based 2022 calculations call for a cap higher than $208.2 million, then any excess revenue will be used to pay back the roughly $17 million in 2020 player benefits that were canceled as a result of the pandemic. So, to clarify, the salary cap is not going to be $208 million. But what they're saying is that is the highest it will be. So if we make more money than we're anticipating, we're still not going to put it towards the salary cap number being higher than it is already. Now, the salary cap number for 2021 is $182.5 million. I will simply say this. The higher the cap number is, the better it is for your Green Bay Packers who are really screwed up salary cap-wise at this point for next season. Really screwed up. Ken Ingles, who does a great job covering the Packers draft, and again, you can follow him on Twitter uh, at Ken Ingles. I-N-G-A-L-L-S. You will not find a better salary cap guy around talking Packer football than Ken Ingles, I promise you. Uh, He puts out initial thoughts on the 2022 salary cap ceiling. 
This does not mean the cap will be the $208.2 million, which I said. More likely to land near $200 million than that max number of two hundred and eight, considering there's still about $30 million per team to pay back from the 2020 losses. The Packers have a, in capital letters, lot of cap work ahead. Because currently, if that number comes in around $200 million, they will be $50 to $60 million over. Let me say this again. Over the salary cap in 2022. Now, this is all something that should be considered and taken into account. Now, they did restructure Dean Lowry's contract earlier today. Not nearly enough in order to help fix the huge cap problems that they have next year. If you are going to bring back Aaron Rodgers, I would think that it, something will have to be done salary-wise in order to alleviate some of the pressure uh, that is going to be on the cap uh, number as far as this year and next year. I think anything that you do, as far as if it's going to be an extension or something like that, is going to have to be done to try to help out this year and next year. Also, that does not, I, I don't think at least, this bears well on the future of Zadarius Smith or Preston Smith as far as them coming back after this upcoming season. Odds are probably that they aren't coming back, and if they do, it's going to be at a significantly less dollar amount than they're making right now. You look at that offensive line, Bakhtiari is already paid. You're going to have to pay Elton Jenkins here uh, in the next couple of years as well. The good news is the rest of that offensive line outside of Billy Turner are all young guys uh, that are going to be very cheap for the next several years. So you're pretty much set there. Aaron Jones you can get out of after 2022, if you so choose. Dylan is still on a rookie deal, so you don't have to worry about Dylan. But you're 50 to $60 million over, and you don't have any wide receivers. You don't have any wide receivers at this point, and you're 50 to $60 million over. And that does not include extending Devontae Adams. That does not include... Paying Jair Alexander here at some point. I mean, they really, really have themselves up against it at this point from a salary cap uh, perspective. And this is something, God bless Ted Thompson, he never really got the Packers in this situation. He really didn't. You were never in a situation with Ted where you're like, oh man, they're screwed. They're going to have to cut like half the team in order to get under the salary cap. Never, ever, ever. Now, you saw other teams get screwed by the salary cap. San Francisco 49ers got screwed by the salary cap, I think a couple of times you know, in the last 20 or 30 years where they got themselves in a hole. You've seen other teams get screwed by the salary cap where they've had to make moves. Look at the Kansas City Chiefs just this last offseason. They had to cut both of their starting tackles. Now, to their credit, they were able to replace both of them very nicely without costing them a ton of money, and they were fine. But those are the type of big moves that you don't want to have, the, have to have your team do. But because you did pay Zadarius and Preston, and Amos, and Billy Turner, all in that one offseason, you knew you were going to have to pay the Piper here at some point. Plus, you paid Kenny Clark, you paid David Bakhtiari, you gave a big contract extension to Aaron Rodgers. You knew the day was coming. Now you have to hope and pray uh, that you're able to figure a way out around this. And that is why, going back to what we were talking about at the end of the big show, the trade of Aaron Rodgers with a dead cap hit of only $17 million after this season, that would have freed you up $22 million in cap space makes a lot more sense than making a trade this offseason. 
made a heck of a lot more sense. So you save $22 million. You have Jordan Love on a rookie contract then, and everything is a lot easier. I mean, that's half the cap number that you're you're trying to free up as far as how to make that work. You save $22 million, he's gone. So now let's say you have another $28 million to do. Well, through extending Jair and Devontae Adams, maybe you're able to put some of that money on the backside of those contracts to help out your cap situation a little bit more, still keep those guys in the fold. You're still going to have to work on you know, maybe moving some of the other money around, whether it be Bakhtiar or Kenny Clark or whatever the case may be in order to, to make this work next offseason. But it's a lot easier. You trade Aaron Rodgers this offseason, uh, again, it, it's, it's lending itself to being a fiasco. But if you're able to get a lot of draft picks, that helps your salary cap out going forward. It really does. Those draft picks don't count for uh, not that much of anything going forward for the next couple of years is all of these draft picks you're getting are playing under rookie contracts. So just something to consider here is you go into this season with or without Aaron Rodgers, you have to really consider at this point that this far, more than likely will be the last year if Rodgers comes back that these guys are really going to have a legit chance maybe at competing for that Super Bowl because there's going to have to be significant changes made probably after this offseason. Talk some NBA playoffs uh, with our guy Mike Maxey from sportsboys.com coming up next. Then we'll hear from Joe Barry, Packers defensive coordinator after that. Sparky's Midday Madness here on 1250 AM. The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Selling a little... Or a lot. <laughs> Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you
you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. It is Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan, as you heard, Rami Makhlouf comes up next from 3 until 6. Coming up in the next segment, about 2.30 or so, we will talk, well, not talk with, but hear from Joe Barry, the Packers' new defensive coordinator, as he addresses the media today. Joining me now, longtime old friend of mine and of the fan, dating back to when we started back in 2005, he is Mike Maxey. You can follow him uh, on Twitter at Maximum Hoops NBA and check out his Maximum Hoops podcast, sportsboys.com, longtime website of Mike Maxey. Thanks so much for coming on, Michael. Appreciate it. Not a problem. Enjoy it. All right. So, uh, first things first, uh, since it's been a while since we've uh, chatted, uh, especially on the radio, uh, let's talk about this Milwaukee Bucks team uh, right now through two games. And I, I've just simply said that. It kind of feels like Bucks Raptors all over again. They they get a hard fought uh, win in Game One at home. Game Two, they're unconscious, can't miss a shot. Similar to Game Two against the Raptors. I'm on the air on a post game show talking about it's a sweep. It's over. Get out the brooms. It's done. Uh, and then Kawhi Leonard and the Raptors win the next four games, and I'm left heartbroken. I'm not going to say it this time, but. Uh, you know, holiday better than Bledsoe. There is no Kawhi in Miami, so it leaves you feeling better about this situation. How do you see the rest of the series? Well, I'm I'm actually disappointed in Miami. Uh, the way they came out, uh, game two, they just uh, they didn't look like they had the fire, the intensity, and the Bucks were just lights out from three. Um, I, I I picked the Bucks to win it. I figured I figured revenge was on their mind. I think they're a better team with Drew Holiday. I think they're more. Uh, I think last year they lent. They lack some mental toughness. I think this year they look a little bit more um, in sync. The bubble really messed with them last year. They did not play well at the bubble, even at the restart. So I think this is a different Bucks team, and um, I, I think Miami may steal one in in, uh, in Miami, but I, I, I think the Bucks are going to get them in five. When you talk about Drew Holiday and the difference uh, this offense looks like with Drew Holiday versus Eric Bledsoe. And again, the Packers gave up a King's ransom to get Drew Holiday, so I'm glad that this is at least looking like it's working out uh, so far this season. Uh, compare and contrast those two for me, Holiday and Bledsoe. Well, I think uh, Holiday's more of a uh, lockdown defender. I think Bledsoe was a decent defender, uh, but not the lockdown defender Drew Holiday is. Drew Holiday can guard one, two, some threes. Uh, he, he's, he's just, he's just I think he's a better locker room guy. I think he's he's got a better head on his shoulders. He's a little bit more stable. Um, I think he's a better leader than Eric Bledsoe. Um, Bledsoe was a, a nice player at times, but I think Drew Holiday's a bigger player, and he's going to come up bigger in bigger moments than Bledsoe would have. I agree with you on uh, on that assessment of Drew Holiday versus Eric Bledsoe. The other thing I'm interested to see is your assessment of the Brooklyn Nets. I said at the beginning of the year uh, that they were going to be the team to beat. 
After they got James Harden, I said it's over in the East, and it's probably over in the NBA. Nobody's beating this team in the playoffs if they're healthy. Uh, they didn't have all three of them together very long during the regular season. Now we're in the postseason, and you see what they did last night uh, to Boston, and they are now starting to talk about, eh, now Now that we're playing together, we're starting to figure things out a little bit here. Uh, that, that can do nothing but spell doom, I think, for the rest of the NBA, and that is going to be the next opponent for the Milwaukee Bucks here. Talk about what you think of what you've seen from the Brooklyn Nets so far in this series against Boston. Well, they have just dominated Boston. I don't think Boston had a chance. I know Boston looked pretty good in game one, but then once once Brooklyn started rolling, it, it was it was downhill from there for the Celtics. Uh, I, I think the way that James Harden and Kyrie, those were the two guys I was worried about how they meshed together because they're both dominant, ball-dominant guards. Kyrie can play a little bit more off the ball uh, than most point guards, but uh, James Harden's uh, ball dominance, uh, he, he still does it a little bit, but not nearly like he did in Houston. Uh, and Kevin Durant's a beast. Kevin Durant's a beast, and he's going to be the difference maker in every series. And Giannis is going to have his work cut out for him because he's going to probably have to be guarding him uh, pretty much predominantly most of the game, uh, which is going to take away from some of his offensive uh, skill. Because, but don't you, know, you see this as an issue here? Because, okay, so Giannis is Durant. Okay, fine. Now we start talking about Harden and Kyrie, and let's say Drew Holiday is on Kyrie. Okay, fine. And then it's Harden and Middleton. That's how this is going to shake out. Again, from a talent perspective, they just have more talent. They do. And then you haven't even you haven't even touched on their supporting cast. That's that that's coming up big. Joe Harris had a big game yes. last night. Yep. Um, Landry Shamit has been uh, really good off the bench. Um, they've just you know, and Blake Griffin is. You could tell he was just dogging it in Detroit because he's playing much better. They're yeah, they're loaded at at pretty much every position. Uh, it's going to be a tough task if the Bucks get by Miami to uh, corral Brooklyn. Um, yeah, it, it, there's going to be two, there's going to be a lot on, on on boxing, you know, Durant and making sure that you know you force tough shots. But the problem with with him is you 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 double or or whatever you do, you got Harden or Kyrie killing you. So it, it's like pick your poison. Right, and that that is a big issue. The other team in the East, everybody's talking about that I don't view as a true threat to the Bucks or to the Nets, and maybe I should, and that's the Philadelphia 76ers uh, with the crew that they're running out there right now, Doc Rivers. I, I think Doc Rivers is a nice coach. I, I just don't think they have enough, Mike. Uh, ben Simmons eh, doesn't do much for me. He's, he's not going to be a good enough offensive player uh, to help Philadelphia score as many points as they need to score in order to keep up with Milwaukee or Brooklyn, I don't think. Uh, yeah, and I don't think they have. I don't think they have enough shooting uh, to uh, to uh, you know keep up with either Brooklyn or Milwaukee. Uh, Seth Curry's nice, but I mean, you hear the Curry name. He's not his brother. He's not as good of a shooter as his brother. Um, you know they, you know they got Danny Green, who who I don't know, but he's probably should should not be starting on an NBA roster. I mean, he just he looks like he can't even run anymore. Um, you know, Joel Embiid is obviously he's a beast. Um, he's going to be hard to deal with, but. Um, I think that they could, you know, put a second body on him, either one Milwaukee or Brooklyn, put a second body on him and then force the, the Sixers to shoot. And, um, I mean, you know, I don't think the supporting cast is, I mean, they're, they're young rookie, Maxie, he's, he's still young, Shake Milton. I mean, you've got guys on their second unit that, that they don't really, you know, I, I don't think they have really much of a supporting cast. If you can just bottle up Embiid, um, Tobias Harris has had a few good 
big games, but um, I don't expect him to to play seven games of of, of you know beating you. So, uh, yeah, I I I think if Milwaukee or um, uh, Brooklyn make it to the uh, Eastern Conference Finals against Philadelphia, I think they'll have they'll they'll they'll, they'll dismantle Philadelphia pretty easily. I'm not even going to get into the next Hawk series because neither one of them have a chance to do anything coming out of the East. So let's move on. Uh, to the West uh, and the Los Angeles Lakers and LeBron. Lakers catch a break. Chris Paul looks to be done. Uh, he tried to play in the first half last night. It was just, I mean, they were putting heat on his shoulder and everything else, trying to get him through that game. I and mean, he did as best as he could. Without Chris Paul, uh, Phoenix probably doesn't have enough uh, to get by the Lakers. If Chris Paul was healthy, I think that could have been a very, very entertaining series and the Lakers could have been in trouble. Um. Possibly, I, I still, you know me. I'm not. I'm not betting against LeBron. Yeah, you're I'm a LeBron guy. I know. Yep. Uh, but uh, yes, and, and and I said, you know, in any other series, I would be really rooting for Phoenix. Um, but uh, yeah, I think Chris Paul just brings a, a natural intensity, a natural um, ability uh, as a floor leader on the floor and off the floor. That just, you know, I mean, look what he did to Oklahoma City. You know, look what he, he's done, you know, to Houston. Uh, he he built up franchises. So, yeah, this is going to be a heartbreaking blow if he can't continue and uh, and uh, let the Lakers beat the, the Suns in the first round. You look at some of these other teams out west right now, the Dallas Mavericks and that L.A. Clippers series, it just doesn't look like the Clippers have, have what it takes to get past Dallas. And in, from that standpoint, I said it when Ty Lue was in Cleveland coaching that, that that was just totally overblown. He wasn't that good of a coach. I wasn't on him. And Leroy Butler, God bless him. Oh, Ty Lue's a great coach. You, you're underestimating him, Sparky. You'll see. Okay, well, now he's coaching the Clippers, and you're seeing right now, everybody can get on Doc for blowing a 3-1 lead or whatever uh, in the playoffs. I, I just I just don't think Ty Lue's that good of a coach, and it's starting to show. I'm not the biggest. Ty Lue uh, is a great coach. Obviously, he had LeBron carried that team. Kyrie was was big in moments. Um, the only the only coaching uh, philosophy that he did was he put Curry in pick and rolls with LeBron, and LeBron just beat the crap out of him. That was basically all he did in that series. When they were down three one, he just basically put the ball in LeBron's hands and and put him in pick and rolls with Curry's guy, and that's how they that's how they won the three games. You know, so I mean. Any 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 basketball guy can figure that out. As far as his rotations, I, you know, I, he's got they're really point guard heavy. They're really guard heavy. I, you know, Paul George and and Kawhi. I'm not sure that they can coexist with uh, Marcus Morris in the starting lineup. They lack you know uh, uh, three point uh, firepower. You know, they can all score, but uh, yeah, they're just lacking something. They really need you know who they need. Lou Williams, who they traded. Yep. That's who they need. They need someone like that come off the bench. I thought that was an awful trade. Yeah, I get it. Playoff Rondo, and I get, and I and I get. You know, they needed a floor leader, but you don't give up Lou Williams. Lou Williams off the bench is, is huge, and now they're trying to use uh, man, the the swing man off the bench, and it, it's just not. I, I, I do I count them out of this series? No, because they have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. However, I think they're in trouble, and it could get ugly if uh, they do not beat Dallas because Kawhi coming up on free agency, it could turn into an ugly situation. Yeah, and then we get to see where Kawhi goes uh, next, and he'll just continue to move around until he finds uh, another home that he can find another superstar to play with like LeBron and uh, try and build something up there. Maybe he ends up in New York. Uh, with the Knicks at some point. Uh, okay, so that takes care of the Clippers. I'm not buying the Mavericks necessarily. The Utah Jazz is a team that, again, as good as they were, I, I feel like the, the national media and everybody is sleeping on the Utah Jazz, pretty much giving them absolutely no chance 
uh, to come out of the West, even though they were, you know, a pretty damn good basketball team in the regular season. How much of a chance do you get them now that Donovan Mitchell is back? Well, Donovan Mitchell's a stud, and uh, I really love the way he plays. You know, he can play both guard spots. He, he does a lot of different things. He's very unselfish. He's a, he's a flat-out scorer, and he's a good defender. However, this, uh, this Utah Jazz team kind of reminds me of the Atlanta Hawks teams that would always dominate in the um, – The Budenholzer teams. The, yeah, the Budenholzer teams that would always dominate in the regular season and then come in and then come find LeBron and get, and get dismantled yep. or even get dismantled before they got there. So that, they kind of – you know, I mean, they, they, they obviously – I think they'll bounce back, and, and I would not be surprised if they win the rest of these games against Memphis um, and, and, win, and win in five. But uh, I'll tell you right now, they better not sleep on that Memphis team because that Memphis team does not quit. Yeah, I like the Memphis team too. And, of course, you have a former Bucks assistant coach as their head coach in Memphis, and he's he's done a really nice job uh, in that. And, obviously, John Morant is that guy, but they've got nice pieces around John Morant in Memphis as well. Uh, they do. Uh, Dylan Brooks is turning into to, uh, yeah. a phenomenal three and D guy. Uh, they got um, Jaron Jackson Jr. Who I'm not high on, and I don't even think they're very high on him. But he gives them good minutes. Uh, Valanciunas has been a, awesome in the middle for them. I don't miss uh, him not being in the East anymore. He killed the Bucks. Exactly, but he has been he has been really good. And, and Morant, obviously, Morant is is stepping up big time. I really like Memphis. I like them for the future. I don't however, like them in this series against Utah. Yeah, I think Utah eventually wins the series too. So I'm guessing, based on our conversation uh, that we just had, that you're probably taking Lakers-Nets in the NBA Finals. But uh, are you going to continue to ride with LeBron, Anthony Davis, and a bunch of losers like Schroeder and Drummond from losing organizations that he can carry all of them past three Hall of Famers? You know how many losers that LeBron James has brought to a championship? Quite a few. Quite a few, and I'm going to stick with it again. I've taken the Lakers in seven. I'll probably be wrong because that three-headed monster in Brooklyn looks unstoppable. But I'm taking Lakers in seven. I just, I, I've been saying this for a while. I can't come up with a more explosive offensive big three ever. Uh, as far as what they all can offensively, provide, they are ridiculous. Offensively, yeah. they're ridiculous. They do have defensive laps, but, but they don't they care because do. they don't think anybody will outscore them. And again, D'Antoni's right. on that bench. Remember, and Steve you're Nash right. is the head coach. They don't play defense in Phoenix. They never did. So you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, uh, you know what? I think a hot shooting team. Uh, can catch them whether they can catch them four times in a seven game series. See, and that's just it. The Lakers don't have that shooting, Mike. They they just don't. I mean, Schroeder had a couple shots last, and I was like, okay, well, that's mm. nice. Can he do that for seven games? Andre Drummond Schroeder played can't well. Even do that for a full game. Yeah, Schroeder but, can't even do that for a full game. Right, Drummond Schroeder is a good defender, and I think Schroeder will give uh, Kyrie fits. But uh, defensively, but he's not going to be able to shoot. You're going to need KCP. You're going to need uh, Kuzma, who's been who's non-existent in the last. Yeah, he's disappeared. You're gonna need those guys uh, hitting shots, and you're gonna need you're gonna need all world LeBron probably to win. Okay, and, so uh, so I mean, so, as, the, as, so yeah. So what you're telling me is the Lakers may get one. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I listen, listen. Every time I bet against LeBron, I lose. So. I know, I know. So does everybody else. I, I'm I'm well aware, and I completely understand. Uh, the, real quick before we let you go, because I got to uh, get to Joe Barry here, the Packers' new defensive coordinator. Uh, this draft coming up, the Packers will have nothing in it, obviously. B- or not the Packers, the Bucs uh, will pretty much have nothing I- in this draft. But how good or bad do you think this draft class is? I think the draft class is good. I don't know if it's star power good. I think Cade Cunningham is a stud. 
Um, I think you're going to get good, nice, good players like Jalen Green and uh, uh, Jalen Suggs. Evan Mobley, I'm not as high on as most. He's um, so thin. I, I would like to see more, but uh, he is a versatile big man, which are a hot commodity now in the NBA. Um, so I, I think it's a good one. I don't think there's – I think Cade Cunningham possibly could be the only stud, maybe Jalen Green. Yeah, and he goes one, obviously. Uh, Michael, I thank, would take him one. Yeah, he, I think everybody takes him one. Uh, Michael, thank you so much for coming on. Again, Maximum Hoops Podcast. Check him out, sportsboyswithaz.com. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. Have a good one. There he is, Michael Maxey. Uh, joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. We're applying for a home renovation loan. As you're feeling anxious, just breathe and let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com. Coming up next, we'll hear from Packers defensive coordinator Joe Barry as he addressed the Packers media uh, just a short time ago. But first, let me tell you all about our friends over at Young Express. Have you ever thought about becoming your own boss? Well, now is the time. It is the time to drive for a living, change your career, or maybe you're a full-time independent contractor and maybe you're working with a different company. Switch. Come work with the good guys, right? Come work with Young Express. Live a stress-free lifestyle. Put the windows down. Turn up the radio to 1250 AM, the fan, and drive, baby, drive, and get paid for it, too. Now, why Young Express? Well, they have a 24-7 dispatch team. They're extremely dedicated, take it very personal to keep drivers moving. If you're not moving... We're not making any money. With minimal investment in your own vehicle, Young Express will provide you all the training necessary for you to become a successful transporter of expedited freight. 99% no-touch freight. The freight's loaded and offloaded for you, so all you have to do is drive. They're looking for full-time independent contractors. Get a hold of them today. Join the Young Express team. You can find them at youngexpress.com. That's J-U-N-G express.com. Young Express. Success drives them. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan. How are you doing on a Wednesday? Rami Makloff of the Rami Show comes up next from 3 until 6. And then Tim Allen back at it again tonight. Dan Plucker hosted last night. I missed it. Hey, Plucker. Plucker, Plucker, I think, is over here. There he is. 
Well, A. Plucker, I didn't I didn't get a chance to ask you at any point today. I completely forgot. How did the uh, Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin uh, post-game show uh, go last night? Oh, it was good. I was irate. I was so mad after that game. Irate? I was irate. About what? About the offense, the Brewers' offense. Oh. I, this is just something that I don't understand. It's the difference between a good team and a great team. Okay. The Padres are a great team. The Brewers are a good team. On Monday, I was at the game. The Padres were not hitting for crap. They not could at all. not touch the baseball. And that Correct. credit to Brandon Woodruff. Brandon Woodruff is dealing, dealing right now. He's one of the. He's probably the best pitcher in baseball as we sit right now. Agreed. But you go from Woodruff to facing another one of the best pitchers in baseball right now, in Corbin Burns, and the Padres completely changed their offensive philosophy in those two games. Every time a guy got on first, they stole. Five steals in the game yesterday, four walks while three walks and a hit batter from Corbin Burns. Mm -hmm. All four of those runs scored, and it's because they were ridiculously aggressive on the bases, and they continued to progress on the bases. And that's the difference between a good team and a great team. They adapt gamed on a game-to-game basis so and make changes on Craig. a game-to-game basis. You have an issue with Craig Council. I do have a slight issue with the way that Craig Council is dealing with the lineups right now. I'm a huge th- Craig Council fan. Well, I mean, you're talking about aggressiveness on the base paths. That's co- that's coming from the manager. Slightly, yes. But, oh, for sure but, it is. But, I'm, but I am, I'm a fan of Craig Council. He's, but this is, what, this is another thing I said last night. Throughout his career as manager with the Brewers, he's been a step ahead of baseball. Yes. Whether it's... Him and Stearns. Correct. Right. The way they've built their rosters, um, not having set lineups, having pitchers only go four or five innings and relying yep. on your bullpen going forward. Where is that this season? What are the Brewers doing differently this year than they have done every other season so far in the Council Stearns tenure? Nothing. They're, they're, there's no ingenuity with what they're doing right now and with the roster well, they that they believe their way works. And and. See, but that but that's the difference but here. The because difference they're gonna is, say we've made the playoffs how many years in a row? Clearly something works that we're doing. Right. No, and and, and they're right, but now baseball has adjusted and, mm-hmm. and Stearns and Council have not adjusted to that adjustment yet. It's just like everything in baseball. You'll have guys like Kesson Kira that come up and rake in his first season and then since pitchers then adjust. struggle ridiculously because yep. pitchers adjust, they learn the tendencies, they learn Correct. how to beat it. And and now Kira has struggled to adjust back to that. It's the same thing with lineup creation, with the way that you're using your starters, which has changed slightly because they have right. dominant pitchers like Burns and Woodruff. But right now, they are not doing anything differently than the rest of Major League Baseball, and it's costing them games because of it. Yep. I, I, I don't necessarily disagree with what you have to say at all. How, how was the fan reaction? Were they agreeing with you last night for the most part as you were going off? Yeah, definitely. Uh, people just saying, uh, and, and some people saying, well, we need to go to small ball. And small ball does have such a negative connotation to because it Because right of Rami now. at 3 and, o'clock. Right, and because Rami rips on it pretty much Rami on a daily basis. every day. Right, and, and Rami's right. He, small ball baseball does not work, but that does not mean you can take some adaptations from small ball and implement it in a lineup today. The the Brewers have constructed a roster of players that hit for contact, not for home runs. And it seems like every time a lot of these guys go up there, they're swinging to hit it out of the ballpark. I was going to say, they've done a horrible job then because none of these guys are hitting exactly. for contact. And, and that's that's the issue. They, they need to switch their mentality on a game-to-game basis and adapt to a pitcher that's on the mound. We're going to hear from Joe Barry here, but just quickly. Like, there are guys right now, I'm telling you, I'm done with. Like, I'm, I'm done with and I'm ready to move on from. 
Travis Shaw, it's been real. Like, see ya. Josh Lindblom, toodles. I'm done with you too. Lindblom pitched like, really well Dar- last night. That's though. fine. He's not. He's not it. We, we've seen this now for uh, over a year and a half. So I'm 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 done with Lindblom. Somebody wants Lindblom in a trade. I'll take another 17 year old pitcher in return. No problem. Somebody wants Travis Shaw. You could have a Travis Shaw too. Now the Travis Shaw thing is he started off well. He did. No question. But he's not been the same guy since. This is, looks like what Travis Shaw was a couple of years ago. And I understand there's a relationship between him and Council, and Council likes him. I understand that he's probably a good clubhouse guy, right? He's good in the community. And I like Travis Shaw the dude. Like, I got no problem with him as a dude, but you need more production than what you're getting. Your guy that you're done with is Vogelbach. You've been on you've been all over getting rid of Vogelbach for a while now. Yeah, for the life of me, I can't explain so, why he's hitting second so, in the lineup. But most but days. again, for me, it is okay. So, Sparky, if we're going to get rid of Travis Shaw, who's his replacement? Uh, Bring Green up. Like, bring Green up on Nashville. Let's see what he can do. Like, I don't really care at this point. Just rotate guys through. There's got to be free agents out there that are 100 years old that we can bring in and see if you can find anything. D. Gordon's in 350, and you said, eh, we don't need him. See you later. What? Why? Why? Like, that to me just was amazing. Now, D. Gordon could have came and said, okay, you got Willie Adamas. Clearly, you're not bringing me up, so trade me because I, I, you know, you're not moving yeah, Colton walk. walk, and that right. that might have been. And what David Sturt said, "Okay, no problem." Wouldn't you have considered D. Gordon coming up to see if he could hit, to see if you could make that work to get him in this lineup? Wouldn't you have considered it? Wouldn't a lineup of D. Gordon and Colton Wong at the top of the lineup made a hell of a lot more sense than Colton Wong and Dan Vogelbach at the top of the right. lineup? And Adamus can play third too. Yes, and so can Urias. So uh, to that point, yes, I agree. I think I think if you hit, it kind of went the way. You. I think it kind of went the way you're breaking it down here. Is they got Adamus now? They they have a a plethora of shortstops, right. and they're like, okay, well, what can we do here? He he realized he doesn't necessarily yep. have a future. Three fifty three, but they don't want me. Cool. Somebody else will. Right. Now, I don't even know if anybody else even picked him up since then. Uh, I don't think so. Not yet. But, but, but again, the 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 thing is. I'm not ready to give up on Shaw quite yet. I mean, we saw him be hot kind of at the beginning of the season, and yesterday he hit his first home run in the month. He's been hitting like 180-something in this month of May. It's not been a good month for him, but he has shown consistency throughout his career, and not recently necessarily with the Brewers, but they're hoping to tap back into that and have a successful Travis Shaw in the lineup every day. And if that's not the case then they have the means to immediately ramificate that by putting Adamas at third, by putting Urias at third, they don't by hit signing either. Jed Jerko. This is the issue. Your Jed Jerko love I, is amazing too. But, but <laughs> they don't hit. Urias doesn't hit. And again, I think he can hit, but he hasn't been given the, the opportunity. So he he doesn't hit. Adamas hasn't hit. And we can say whatever we want about the Tropicana backdrop, and that's why he stinks. Right. Okay, fine. Well, we'll see if he hits here. But to this point, he is not hit at the major league level. So we'll see if that works. You don't have an answer. And this is going to, I'm going to take it right back to their draft philosophy. The amateur draft's coming up here in the next month or so. They're going to have a draft combine for the first time ever in Major League Baseball. But this draft is coming up. Their philosophy under Stearns has been guys up the middle and pitching, right? So shortstop, center field, up the middle, and then we'll convert them and move them to wherever we want. No, man. Give me a power-hitting first baseman or a power-hitting third baseman, and let's just move. Like, those two positions are absolutely destroying you at the major league level right now. 
They're right. killing you. The issue is is that uh, they are also two of the most expensive positions in baseball to pay. Without question. So if, if they find somebody and they hit on somebody, that I think that the concern there is that they're going to have to pay them. And they don't want to pay them because they're already locked up in the big contract with Yelich, which is to be determined whether or not that was a good deal or but not. Jo- like, we can't not judge that But yet. Plucker, the other part of this is you can always... Always, always, always find a veteran third baseman or veteran first baseman in spring training that's still sitting out there that's 100 that hasn't been signed to bring him right. in cheap to plug him in at first and base what and hit 25 to 30 homers. Because they're so pressed for having good defense up the middle and contact hitters up the middle that they're not necessarily looking for those corner right. guys because they need those positions. They need them to hit in order for them to be successful. Yep. No question. All right, let's hear from Packers defensive coordinator Joe Barry, who spoke just a little while ago to the Packers media. I think. There he is, Joe Barry, Packers' new defensive coordinator, talking to the Packers media just a little while ago. See Sparky Fiverr, Sparky's Midday Madness, along with Rami Makhlouf joining me now. In the Gene Widener Plumbing Studios, as he gets ready to do his show, the Rami Show. Time already? Coming you're not, up, you're not going three to, a break? to six. Crosstalk time? Yeah, let's crosstalk. Oh, yeah, right. It's 254. Cool. Let's do it. Uh, okay, so uh, what do you have coming up on the show today in your Cubs crap that you're wearing? Why do you have to point that out, dude? It's radio. What does that have to do with anything? have the fancy video set up like they do at the score if down we in did, Chicago. If we did, would you wear something different? No. No, you wouldn't. Maybe. No chance. Yeah, probably. You know, no. I never did this on remote. No. I, you never have, you never even have to tell me no Cubs crap on remote because here's the thing that's we're out there trying to get in front of new eyes when right. we go on remote yeah, right yeah 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 somebody who just might stumble across the broadcast right. and be like oh never heard of you guys let me check it out so right. new listeners right sure. they don't want to see this no but once I hook you in and you see. How entertaining. I, I, but what makes you think I want to see it every day? It doesn't matter what you want uh, to see. That was a nice thing when you weren't here. I, I didn't have to pull, see that every day anymore. I, this is totally it was random. Nice. Just pull this out of the closet. Like, totally z- random. Joe Zanzola did not wear Cubs crap every day when I came in to do the big show. I just It wasn't a thing. I'm sorry. I'm so, this, is this about your son? Back is this about your again. son being a Cubs <laughs> fan? Is that what no. this is about? You're going to take that out on me? No. You're going to take that out on no, me? No, I've taken this out on you forever. No, I think yes, it's gotten worse. And your bear it's stars. All this other stuff. And it's not my fault. I mean, yeah. I wasn't even around when your son yep. became, a, became a Cubs fan. Don't put yep. that on me, man. Yep. Don't take this out on me. Okay. All right. I didn't do that. I did. It does. Indirectly, it does come back to you, though. That's how this Twin all Cities. started. I was in the Twin Cities. No. I wasn't even here. You don't when know he the declared story? himself a Cubs fan. You don't know the story about how this happened with the five year old? So. I don't think so. It's because of you. You might have told me the story and I forgot it. So back in the day, Rami went with my girl to a Cubs game on a party bus and. Drank and drank and drank, and they time. went together. And then I went back to pick them up from the bar where they took the party bus. By the way, from. you said that with a tone. You're like, Rami went with my girl to a, like, yeah. like there was something nefarious about it. Okay, all right. Okay, okay, good. Not at all. All right. So then they come back, and, and I go to pick their th- them up, and they weren't drunk or anything. <laughs> uh, but Anthony Rizzo <laughs> uh, had, a, had a, 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 a good game that day for the Cubs. Uh, and Every time after that, whenever we would watch uh, the Cubs were on TV, Anthony Rizzo would have another big game. Double, home run, whatever. No matter when she watched, he would do something. Right. So I jokingly started saying, hey, babe, your boyfriend's up to bed. You may want to come watch him. And she hates the Cubs. Oh, you did tell me this story. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Jackson, the five-year-old, that's, that's at home, with me. every time... Well, if you don't take her to the Cubs game, she doesn't have the Rizzo thing happen. And then every time after that, it all goes back. So really, it does come back to you. So then 
Every time after this, now I say, hey, your boyfriend's up. So he caught on. So, well, mommy's boyfriend is Anthony Rizzo, so she must like the Cubs. I'm going to like the Cubs, too. She hates the Cubs with a passion. And now that's your fault. He's See, all, that's your fault right. for being sarcastic. That, that's that, has no, that has nothing to do with me. You're man. right. That's so not my fault. The boy is a diehard Cubs fan. I mean, fan now I'm definitely going to encourage it and getting yes. him a ton of Cubs stuff. Yeah. Just going just gonna to shower him with, well, Cubs, we were just, with Cubs gear. We were just down at a baseball tournament in Illinois. He got himself a Cubs hat, a Cubs bat, a Cubs I saw ball. It. I get pictures of all this. All of this. Today yeah. I, got, I, got, I got a blow by blow of his. Uh, he threw a tantrum because oh, yeah. mom made him take off his, his been, Cubs shirt. This is the third straight day. He slapped in it. He won't take it off. The uh, T-shirt jersey. Yeah. Does he have another one? Uh-huh. He has a, uh-huh. He's got to have another one, right? No, just one. He can't change into a different Cubs shirt? No. Nope. He has one Cubs shirt. That's all. Oh, Uncle Rami's got to do something about this. You do what you got to do. I'm going to have to do something So we're going to the Cubs sure. game on Memorial Day against the Padres because the Good. the 14-year-old wanted wanted to, to go down there. He's never been to Wrigley. Um, and they're playing the Padres. Again, we could go to Milwaukee, but he's never been to Wrigley. Uh, so we're going down there to see uh, Tatis and the Padres take on the Cubs. Nice. So Kay's like, this sucks. I'm not going to root for either team. I'm like, well, that's fine. But the five-year-old is going to be in heaven. It's supposed so. to be nice, at least. I know yeah, she, supposed she to be likes like, to sit out in the sun, right? Right, like Get 70 some, yeah. and sun. There you go. Have yeah. some drinks. Exactly. It's it's America's best beer right. garden. I'm dreading, dreading driving back on Memorial Day from Chicago. Oh, it's going to be the worst. Yes. Yeah, you're going to hate that. I'm dreading that completely. You're going to hate, hate that, that, for right. sure. Especially the five-year-old. He decides he has to go to the bathroom. Yeah. And we can't get off the interstate. Mm. That'll be fun. That's going to suck. Okay, anyhow, so what's coming up on your show? Coming up on the show today, Sparky, I saw some things from the Padres last night that I would like to see the Brewers incorporate into their baseball game. I'm going to talk about that at the top of the show. I'm going to talk about it with Tim Dillard. He's going to join me coming up Ooh, at 3.15 on the that's show. That's a good reason afternoon. to listen. It is. <laughs> well, Tim Dillard action. <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? Good. I don't usually you give you a good reason you to listen. Else? You know how we do the pie chart of blame? We've done pie chart of blame oh, yes. on the Rami show before. Yes. Today, going to flip the script. Oh. Pie chart of success. Pie huh? chart of success, Sparky. Going off of Aaron Rodgers' comments of who built this thing. The people who built this thing. Let's do a pie chart of success for the early for the Aaron Rodgers Vince. era for the Aaron Rodgers era in Packers history for the Aaron Rodgers chapter in Packers history. Oh. Let's do us a pie chart of success. Oh. You, got, you got one? Sure. Go right ahead. off the top of my head. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Brett Favre, 50 percent. Mike McCarthy. <laughs> for the Aaron Rodgers era. Yeah. OK, keep going. Well, I, said, if, I told Sam anything goes with this. So go ahead. Yeah. Brett Favre, 50 percent. Mike McCarthy. 40% wide receivers, 10%. Where's Aaron Rodgers in all this? Oh, I look, I, I've, I've said this before and I'll, I'll continue to say this. If he was drafted by the San Francisco 49ers that year, instead of Alex Smith, he is not a hall of fame. Probably quarterback. not. He's not. I'm the first to say he's not a hall of fame quarterback. He was blessed into a situation where he did not have to play right away. And that's good. Cause he stunk his first couple of years where he did not have to play right away. And then he was put into a situation where he was blessed and surrounded by a lot of good offensive talent like Driver and Jennings and Jordy Nelson and Finley and all of these other really good offensive players around him. Plus, he was blessed, I don't care if you like McCarthy or not, with a good offensive-minded head coach in Mike McCarthy. I don't disagree with any of Now, it got stale and out of control at the end because McCarthy let Rodgers have too much say in the offense, but that that is how this whole thing played out. So... Now you're telling me what's the pie chart of success. Well, look, if they don't have Brett Favre, then he doesn't get to learn behind Brett Favre and he has to play right away. They're in a lot of trouble. First of all, I mean, I don't hate where you're going, but to give Aaron Rodgers none of the credit. Second of all, ridiculous. McCarthy definitely deserves a ton of credit. And all of those offensive players around him deserve a ton of credit as well. 
So you're saying I need to give Aaron Rodgers some credit? I mean, yeah, dude. I thought we were talking about what made him successful. No, the, the all the success in that the Rodgers had. In, no, in the that the Packers have had on the field and off oh, the field. Oh, not Rodgers. No, the team's success. Oh, 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 oh. The so, wins, the 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 deep playoff runs, the Super the Bowl victory, the title town, losses. all the money that they've made, everything. Oh, title and town. All, That's the not whole Rogers. thing. Rodgers gets no, no gets mm, nothing in eh, the title town success. Eh, That's ridiculous. Absolutely not. Not even his egomaniac self would say he deserves. Oh, he credit definitely for that. believes he deserves some credit for that. He deserves Absolutely. no credit for that. He's Mickey Mouse at Disney World. He's Mickey Mouse at Disney World. I just used an analogy that hits right at home but for it, you, Sparky. It does, but he it's is not Mickey true. Mouse at Disney World. Yeah, the theme park that they no. build, that they built out there uh-huh. around Lambeau Field. Aaron Rodgers is the face of it. He's the no. Mickey Mouse the of G. Disney World. The G is the oh, Mickey Mouse. Oh, stop with the G. Disney you still need players. The G is stop the- it. You're gonna have players when he's gone. Still gonna have a quarterback. Hey, Leroy Butler don't okay. play for them anymore. How right. the, how's it gone? Brett Favre don't play there anymore. How's it going? Keep taking Barnes these guys Star. for granted. This is exactly what Aaron Rodgers was talking about. This is exactly what Aaron Rodgers is talking right. about. And Keep this, taking these dudes for granted. This is exactly my issue. Mm-hmm. This organization will continue on with or without Aaron Rodgers. Not if they keep taking people for granted. <laughs> yes, they will. Okay. The Cincinnati place, Bengals have been awful forever. They're still an NFL team, still I'm not playing. Sa- I'm not saying the Packers They're, are going to go out of business or go bankrupt. Well, maybe that's what he thinks. No. Because it's not happening. No, 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 they no, have no, 130,000 people on a waiting list. He's thinking, Don't come at me with, it's about the people. There's 130,000 people, regardless if you're the quarterback or Jordan loves the quarterback. If those tickets become available, they're taking them, Aaron. They're taking them, not regardless. If not if you're having if, three and fourteen seasons. Regardless, oh, stop. Watch. Regardless if Jake Kubero's on the team or not. Regardless if Jordy's on the team or not. Doesn't matter. It's still going to be I'm there. I'm not saying there can't be another Mickey Mouse. So I'm just touch. saying Aaron Rodgers is Mickey Mouse. That's no, all I'm he's saying. not. Yeah, he is. No, nope. right now he is Mm-mm. the guy that they built that thing no. around. The guy, Mickey Mouse, the came, guy that was the main Mickey draw. Mouse never left. Aaron Rodgers is leaving. I understand. So that. that's not a fair I, comparison. And this, find me some a Disney character that dies what? at the end of the movie. You, that's you, who Aaron Rodgers. You is. know, every time you go to Disney World, it's a different guy inside the costume, right? No, it's <laughs> Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Don't come at me with that stuff. Goodbye. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 